Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where we go over the intricacies of McCarthyism. I'm your host, Juice, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Leo. Got it right this time. What's up? I can't. There's no stopping me now. Hey, how's it going? Can't tell me shit. No, I can't. I can't tell you shit, Leo. No. Uh, but never make that mistake. Would never have my name come out of my mouth calling you that. <laughs> would never happen. Yeah, me neither. Unless, I would always do the reverse. I would say unless about for some me. reason you were mocking me, like you're like, "Oh, I'm Leo," but you don't. You're like, "I'm Leo," and this is my host, Juice. Yeah, I'm Leo. Yeah, that makes it seem like you're also like um, when I say like this is my host, Juice, uh, that you're a parasite. Speaking of mocking someone, remember when I was so drunk last night? Uh, well, not last night, but yesterday, day drunk while we we're watching these fights. Yep. And I was mocking Nathaniel Wood. You sure were. So drunk, dude. I was like, "Oh, hi, I'm not fine. You would." Yeah, it was pretty funny, and you just kept, you, for some reason you just kept saying that um, that cockney people are poor. <laughs> it's too drunk, dude. So much. It's too drunk. That's not true, by the way. It's not. All right, we're gonna stop the recording now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're like, we gotta edit okay, that out. It's the first time in our history we gotta edit something out. No, we don't have to edit that out. No, we definitely don't. <laughs> We've said worse. We've 100% said worse. The one time I ever made any edits for content on um, FWM, mm. we've said it numerous times, mm. m- multiple times over, and worse. So, like, it's all out the window at this point. This all the edits baby. are gone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, UFC's... Um, Fadnad Paris. Yeah. Madame et Messieurs. Oh my God. Broussois Buffon. Yeah, Buffon. Courtesy, courtesy of uh, Dave Elf for Dave that Elf. one. <laughs> Buffon. Is that what I said I would give credit? Uh, yes. Or... Okay, I thought there was something else. There was another thing you did say you were going to give credit, which was the fact that he uh, that Charles Jordan did the uh, Slim Shady hair. Boy, didn't you say that? No, he did. You're so drunk. Not now. I didn't say the Marshall Mathers thing. You were so drunk last night. You tweeted it and you said it was me. And I was like, I didn't say that. No, it was. Oh, my God, it was. Yeah, bro. I thought it was you. No, it was was Dave. Dave. He said Jordan's fault for coming out with the 1999 Eminem hair. It's true. But, uh, yeah, Bruceus Buffo. Brucius, yeah, Brusois, Brusois Buffon, Brusois Buffon. He always does that, but obviously we've never heard it in French because they haven't been to a fucking French-speaking country or France at all. It was great. But he, he'd be like, "Damas y caballeros." Yeah, it was. Like it was Joe. awesome. I loved it. Hey, by the way, um, France's crowd was really large. Big crowd. 
lot, tons of excitement. It was loud as heck in there, dude. Like it was super loud. I remember I was watching the uh, the pre-show and um, Alan Jovan couldn't even like talk. Uh, he was trying to like talk about analysis, and I was like, he he can't even hear himself. He was trying to talk about analysis. Yeah, he was just trying to be an analyst. He was just talking about the concept of analysis. Yeah. He didn't want to analyze a fight. He just wanted to talk about analyzing analysts. But he couldn't hear himself. Because it was so loud in wee wee France. Dude, I swear to God, I I, uh, didn't watch the pre-show, so I didn't know Alan Joban was on the desk. And I walked in right when they were trying to kill time before the main card because of the fucking finish that you were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And um, they were talking about that finish. And I heard Alan Joban talk about it. And I was like, oh, cool. Chael Sonnen's on the desk. Thought it was Chael. Like nope. 100% with my whole chest. 100%. Thought it was Chael. Because I heard Anthony Smith too. And they, they like to pair them together. And I was like, oh, Chael and Anthony. I like that. And there's Alan Joban. was the last time like, Chael was on the desk? It's been a while. It's been, been a while. It feels like it's been an Aaron Lewis race. It feels like it has been. <laughs> he is a big, huge Trump supporter. He is a big, huge piece of shit. Did you see him also like when he did the um, country boy walkout for Chad Mendez um, when yeah you see one eighty nine still let himself go yeah well he was pretty fat back in the day too oh was he really yeah Aaron Lewis we we don't fat shame on here but we don't he's but piece, we he's a piece of we, shit. we yeah we we Trump shame yeah um but last night was uh well last imagine night. if Aaron Lewis wrote a song about getting something in his gullet. <laughs> <laughs> he uh yeah he's a, he's a piece of shit so uh just casually letting him know that uh but also uh so yesterday afternoon uh what by the way what time was it in france uh when the fights were happening oh that's you know? a good question so gmt i think is five hours ahead of me right now mm-hmm. and i know i have a client in the Netherlands, who's in Central European time, which is GMT plus two, I think, seven hours, which that makes sense that um, it would start at noon in my time and seven their time if it's mm-hmm. like prime time. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah, say so... there's either six or seven hours ahead. Damn, so what time was that fight then? Either six or seven. Oh, with which one? The one you're going to talk about or like the main? No, event? yesterday. Like what time were the fights? Did they start? Well, they still, the prelims would have started like six or seven. Six or seven. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so us watching, uh, I made the observation yesterday uh, that the first fighter that uh, Michael Bisping had to interview wasn't, uh, could speak English, which was great. And then I, I saw the French translator there. I'm sorry, I started translator, and then he started speaking French. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't for the fighter. Um, for the audience. It's for the audience. And then I was like, oh, man, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. And then literally the second fight, uh, the guy could only speak Spanish, and the guy could only speak French. And he was just like, they both looked at each other like, I have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it yeah. was wild, dude. Like, you're, you 100% called it. You're like, oh, the translations are going to be wild because you're going to have to have the translator for translating the fighter who, who is doesn't speak English. And you're going to have a fighter translate French for the crowd. And I was also when you said that I was thinking about how there's there's a fair fair amount of French fighters on the card, right? And I was like, well, let's hope they win that we don't well, have multiple translations. Interestingly enough, Cyril Gunn forgot that he was French after he won. 
for like the for like first two questions he, he just like didn't answer in french he was like no i love it i'm happy i'm happy and then he was like oh yeah well, he's answering for the english broadcast like you know right right but but i think i think michael bisping had to be like okay go on and he was like oh yeah he's like yeah everyone uh he just kept saying like merci 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 and i was like that's nice of you but i'm mad yeah I'm anyway so mad, dude it actually uh, takes a little bit of sing away that i didn't watch it because i i like i was telling you before uh we got to sorry before we started recording uh i recommend the first round it might make it a little bit more painful because of what happens but it's a good first round it's a banger first round actually yeah now that i have like i've had the chance to sit with it it's okay yeah um so I, I I can go back and watch probably the whole thing. It's like it's not a problem. Like yeah. I really want Ty to win. I I had to leave before the main event started. I know. Like literally saw the co-main uh, up to the co-main. Um, I missed like two prelims I think, but I saw a first fight, missed couple prelims, saw the whole main card except the main, and then the I saw the notification. I was like, "You motherfucker." The French did it again, dude. Yeah, they did. They really, they really stopped us, and they stopped us in a great way. Um, and by us, I mean uh, tied to a bus. Yeah, I was like, that's like really, we're right. fucking Australian politics. Uh Actually, if I look at it, uh, yeah, no, no French person stopped any American. <laughs> so, you mean like got a finish? No, no French, no. Well, Fares, I am one, didn't he? Yeah, but the guy, uh, Michael Figlax. Oh, Poland. I see what you're saying. He, he wasn't American. I see. Yeah, American. Yeah. None of the fighters that lost Whoa. against French people were American. None of them. Were there even like French people fighting Americans? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, well, Nassandini Movov and Joaquin Buckley. Nassandini fights out of Russia, it says. That maybe his origin. He fights out of France and grew up in France. Speaks. Oh, French. that's right. Because he's a sniper. That's right. He did beat the shit out of Joaquin Buckley. All right, Fucking we're gonna get the to that. Shit out of him, dude. We're gonna get to. Let's go ahead and go over your prelim. Um, who are you picking? Yeah, I wanted to talk about. Pull up the card right now. Christian Quinones versus Khalid Taha, bro. First of all, I forgot about Khalid Taha. This little fucking jacked. Short person, I would say. He looks pretty evil derogatory. on his photo. But, yeah, he does. He's literally like a little mini boulder. Like he's so little. Like he's so little. <laughs> and then also he's like really muscular. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot this guy's a problem sometimes. And then Christian Quinones was like, hey, guess what? I'm gonna be the and most successful fighter with neck tats in the history of neck tat fighters. Yeah, I think I tweeted this. I'm said in the group chat. Fighters with neck tats, questionable records. Ooh. So questionable. Fucking Cody Garbrandt. Fucking very questionable. Austin Vanderford. Like one and like and both went like undefeated, got a title shot. In the case of Cody, he won, and then it was like all downhill from there. Austin yep. Vanderford went undefeated, <clears throat> got a title shot, got fucking waxed by Musasi. Doesn't Cheeto have a have a neck tattoo? Mm, no. Okay. He might. He might have got it later. I don't know. He definitely didn't have one like in the beginning of his UFC career. Yeah, no. Uh, all right, so... God, I hope he doesn't. He got a skull tattoo, I think. Mm. He so definitely Christian, was talking about it. I don't know if he got it. 
Quinones. Quinones, yeah, with the Goku tattoo, dude. Yeah. Once we saw that, we knew it was over. It was a yeah. fucking done deal. He did a great job. Yeah, I keep just like talking about his tattoos. I'm like, yeah, the fight was exciting, but I keep like, yeah, I'm so happy for his tattoos. He knocked the guy the fuck out. And like he said, that's when he started noticing like the the Spanish translator had to translate in Spanish for him and back to English for Michael Bisping. And the French guy was like, hold on, we're not done yet. There's <laughs> then, still one more uh, piece to this puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if like it went a step further and like someone in the crowd like shouted something in French and the translator was like, Oh, that guy I wanted to know, like, how was your training camp or whatever? <laughs> okay. Um do you have anything else to say about uh, that fight? Yeah, no, other than like I said, it was it was one of the things where where Khalid Taha was like I said he was closing the distance, which mm-hmm. you have to do when he fights because he's uh, so little. Um, <laughs> and Christian Gunnis was like tall for a flyweight or whatever they are. I think they're flyweights, maybe bantamweights. They are one thirty five. It says yeah, so whatever. But he's still as tall as fuck, and Khalid Taha is like mm, so little. Um, I keep fucking short shaming him, dude. You really do. <laughs> keep high shaming. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then Quinones, I feel like Quinones ate some heavy shots too, and he was like circling away and finding his timing, and then blow, just blasted him. He sure just absolutely did, blasted him. And I was like, okay, dude, that's it. Christian Quinones, one of my faves now. Yeah, got sick tats, except for the fucking neck tattoo. People didn't get it. I tweeted out. I was like, he's got some really cool tattoos from the shoulder down. <laughs> someone, someone was like, I know that Goku tattoo. I was like, you don't realize I'm throwing shade on the neck. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna talk about Abos Magomedov versus Dustin Stoltzfus. 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 You can say Stoltzfus, but like Stoltzfus. Technically, Anywho, uh, that was a murder, uh, a 19 second murder we witnessed. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. We were talking off air, and and I was like, Oh, this one of the ones I missed, but I walked in when they were showing the highlight, and he were like, Brother, you saw the fight then, if that's all you saw was the highlight. Because yeah. if you saw from the ki- if you saw from the kick, that was it. Hey, bro, nasty kick, toe oh. all up in his mouth, all in Stoltzfus's mouth. Shout Stoltzfus. out to fucking Jessica Napic. For a tweet with that as a meme, did you see that? Uh yeah, I think it was. Uh... It was like guys on Twitter. Oh, she's mid or whatever. Yeah. It was like guys if they actually had the chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like foot in the mouth. Yeah, bro, he fucking oh, knocked. So he rocked the shit out of him, and then he knocked him back and murked him. That was that was an insane, overpowering Magomedov showing. Uh, is he related to any other Magomedov? Like I mean, probably. Yeah, maybe like distant cousins or something. I don't know. Well, I was, but no, I, it wouldn't be like Habib. No, it be no, like because it looks like Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov, yeah. But uh, there's another Magomedov in the in the UFC, isn't there? Uh, there's Magomed Ankalaev. Oh, okay. That might there's be what's happening. So many names. Mustaf Mustafaev or Mohammed Mokhaev. So there's a good amount of them. It's a good amount of Megdovs. <laughs> a good amount of Smegma in the UFC. Yeah, there's a good amount. There definitely is that. 
Muggle Meds, Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm happy you all witnessed that murder with me. Juice was Juice watched the highlight, which witnessed the murder after the fact. Right. Um, yeah, but it was a. I mean, there's not really much to say about the fight because it was literally just a one-sided murder. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and move on to the main card. Um, starting off with the sad loss for Charles Air Jordan. Um, so I will this say this one... is why. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, so this one I I thought was okay. I just remember thinking, uh, you know, as long as he turns his jets on the whole time, he'll be okay. But now looking at it, it it seems as though Charles doesn't have any knockout power. Um, maybe. So, I just mean like like I don't at know. At least not with that uh, slim shady hair. No, no, he lo- he lost all his power. Uh, but. I don't know because Nathaniel Wood was taking some pretty heavy body shots from Charles, and it didn't really do too much to him. Um, so, and then you could see that Charles uh, was tired uh, in the third round. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's also cutting weight. I thought it was interesting. This is what I wanted to say earlier when I cut you off. I was like, this is why sometimes the commentary ain't shit. Even though I love Gooden, Bisping, and Felder, mm-hmm. like separately and as a team. They were like, oh, yeah, Nathaniel Wood um, seems a bit undersized here. Come oh, on yeah, they kept saying that, yeah. And Charles Rodin isn't even a big featherweight. Mm-hmm. And like, yo, he's lighting him up. What do you, what does that matter? Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, you guys are so dumb. But they, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Another loss for Charles Rodin. Uh, his stock goes down a little bit, not by much, because the Shane Burgos fight was really good. And this fight was good too. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's definitely one of those fighters, and I think he's proving this time and again. Like win or lose, it's a it's not a boring fight. That's true. We can say that and it's it. not like even one of those like kill or be killed type guys like Todd Duffy or fucking whatever. It's mm-hmm. like because sometimes it's technical. And he mm-hmm. definitely has good fight IQ, at least for the most part. Yeah. But um he's gonna take risks, that's gonna open himself up and you know, that's kind of what we saw with Nathaniel Wood there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, now we're moving on to William Gomi versus Jarno Ahrens. Yeah, dude, the fucking 90s R&B boy band. Yeah, William Gomi. Is that another Dave L reference that we, we it should is. credit? Fuck. That's two Dave L. Yeah, he's that's definitely the one that out. Like he definitely should have been walking out to "I Want to Sex You Up" from "Color Me Bad." Yeah, I want to sex you up. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> uh, uh. From what I remember from this fight, it was uh pretty grapple heavy. Yeah. Yeah, from I what I remember. So, yeah, because yeah, I, I. It was definitely sure. for me uneventful. I'll just yeah. say it. I'll just say it. That's okay. I was also your boy was oh, so, drunk. so drunk. We talked about it. I it was sure drinking. Was. I had this fucking bourbon. Um, if any of our listeners are fans of a show called Vampire Diaries, um, probably oh, yeah, just the two, me. The two guys have their own bourbon. Yes, it's called Brothers Bond. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. not like I don't know. Like we talked about with Stephen, and maybe it's just because the nature. I can't. I couldn't drink it straight. 
I was kind of excited to like maybe be able to do that. It seemed like that would be the kind of bourbon that they would make. And I'm like, let's see. And like sometimes bourbon has like a smoky sweet kind of a flavor. Yep. This was like bitter as fuck. But the flavors weren't really nice when I mixed it with ginger ale. I was like, oh. Yeah, man. I know that we like knocked proper 12 for that reason. Like, oh, it's a good mixer, which is like, you know, whatever. But no, like this is just more like it complimented it. And oh, it was good. It was really yeah, good. Well, and I'm it definitely was drinking. strong as fuck. Yeah, I obviously. The proof, you, but like, I don't know how much did you drink? Two glasses. I mean, yeah. I'm a lightweight. We know this, but like, yeah, I was like, yeah, whistling. Yeah, I was whistling. whistling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was so drunk, I was whistling. That's you were you quietly know. whistling. I don't understand. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of hear it in the audio, which I think is really funny. Nope, no, <laughs> nothing now. <laughs> no, I know it's like certain pitches because there was that one time where I sang. I fucking sang I Will Always Love You in like super high falsetto. Like it was like yeah, silence. Yeah. Like only only dogs could hear me. Yeah, only dogs could hear you. Uh <laughs> uh moving on from the William Gomi fight, we're moving on to Alessio de Chirico. Yeah, Roman Copilov versus Alessio de Chirico. Big fuck you to Alessio de Chirico. Like I said, I fucking I don't even like Roman Kopilov that much. Like, it's just, I mean, he reminds me of Noho Hank, and it makes me smile. But, like, his fighting style is just, like, whatever. And, like, mm. personality is whatever. But, like, I do not like Alessio Takiriko. Yeah, I'm happy that Roman Kopilov knocked him out flat on his fucking face. It was a good stoppage, yeah. by the way. Like, he, but he fucked him up bad. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, knocked him out cold. So that was great. Um, a lot of people were saying that. That, that that Roman Kopilov is the uh, Russian Chase Super, which I think is true. Uh, with the hair, that's pretty <clears throat> funny, actually. Yeah. All right, moving on to Nasruddin Imabov versus Joaquin Buckley. Hey, oh. ladies and gentlemen, if um, the main card, if, sorry, if the main event didn't happen, this would have probably been, could have been fight of the night. Because uh, it was Hell yeah, dude. intense, bro. And like Joaquin Buckley was really standing in there, but uh, man, Nasruddin is a beast. He's a, a he's a fucking problem in that division, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I sent a message to uh, Rhino's podcast last week. I was like, hey, what the fuck? Because at the time, the UFC's website was showing it as the curtain jerker. Like, literally the f- opening prelim. I was, like, mad. I was, like, offended. I was like, do you guys know how good both these guys are? Mm-hmm. And, like, how kind of important this fight is for the middleweight division? Like, we need to get Izzy some more contenders. Like, hello? What the yeah. fuck? And then they bumped it up. And then by the time <clears throat> fight night came, bumped they it all moved the to the main fucking car, dude. I was like, yeah. guess what? They probably listened to Rhino's podcast. And you know what's good is that they delivered too. Uh, both of them. Oh my god. Yes. Bro, and, and and like I was listening good. to um uh Joaquin Buckley's uh corner advice, man, in the third round. It's crazy. They were just like, go, knock him out, go, go. They just kept saying that over and over again. I was like, man, that sounds like Interesting, but honestly, he was following it, and he was throwing some bombs in the in the late, uh, you know, late in the third round. I was like, he's doing okay, but wait, did he have just... Commander Dale Brown in his corner? I didn't notice. He probably did. Well, I was just actually probably not because they're in Paris. Like that wouldn't make sense. But you what? think he did? Maybe when you were like, "Go, go!" It sounded like fucking Commander Dale Brown. Well, because it was Commander Dale Brown. 
You know what I'm talking about, right? The guy from the videos. Everyone yeah. hates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking, it's funny that like Taitui Vasa actually made a meme of that guy. And he's like, I want to fight this guy next. <laughs> like, like six months ago, whenever it was fucking popping off, he was like, uh, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I, I will say, um, like, Joaquin Buckley's uh, uh, stock once again did not go down for this fight. I mean, I think they both fought well. I just Nasruddin was just a little bit more elusive and fast, and uh, just had more swagger in there. Yeah, I think. <sighs> I think Nasruddin's striking is so crisp, and but his jujitsu is also really good. Yeah, it was a good. It He's was almost a good like fight. a middleweight Zabit. Right. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that, but you said it, so you said it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said it. Yeah. But also, I said it too. Yeah, you, you said, said it in it. agreement, and that that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of agreement, we can all agree that Ronald Whitaker whooped the shit out of fucking Marvin Dimitrov. Bro, no disrespect to anyone listening, but also probably a little bit of disrespect. How could anyone have fucking picked Marvin Vittori, yo? Bro. I see so many people picking Marvin. I'm like, I get that you like the fucking Italian rage gimmick, but hey, man. It, we're talking he, about a former champion, Robert Whitaker, one of the <clears> fucking best of all time. Going to those wars with Yo Romero. Did we think that the fucking orc from Lord of the Rings, that fucking saw from Goonie, Goonies, was gonna do shit to Robert Whitaker? Are you fucking kidding? Hey, me? hey, I'm happy that you thought it, but nobody, I don't care. Nobody should be like, well, he, Marvin, Bitter. nope, no time, zero no. times in that fight was I like, look out, Robert, never. If there's Marvin Vittori fans, I'm sorry, but Ro- your boy got. Like- Look robbed. at his face. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. Man, Robert Whitaker. <laughs> Look at his face. Mess their faces. Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. Messed, messed him up. I had a funny tweet too. They put side by side photos of uh, Marvin against Izzy and Rob. And mm-hmm. there was one point where like he went for a takedown. They both sprawled with their head on his fucking, their hand on his forehead or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's just it's just like on Marvin Vittori just like on all fours like after like the stake the takedown got stuffed whatever it's just like it's so funny bro and Robert Whitaker whenever they were like knees 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 and he just did that uppercut when he was on the ground I was like dang it was Robert Whitaker was butchering Marvin and that Vittori. fucking dude I love a good well timed takedown I like yeah that's where I think people like when people don't like wrestling in MMA I think they don't like fucking cage clinching wall install yeah. and like someone is like desperately like yanking for a takedown and the opponent has really good takedown defense and they're just like stalemating or whatever like when when marvin comes in aggressive rob dips under and scoops him up for the fucking takedown puts him on his back like that's the fucking shit i love to see dude yeah wrestling. dude and 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 yeah every round I, what was the do you know the judge's scorecard because honestly 30 24 yeah, I was going to say, there's... <laughs> I don't on. know, I didn't, I didn't look at that. It probably was like 30... I mean, it, was, it had to have been... It had to have at least had one one or two 10-8 rounds. Because Robert Whitaker was was just doing a master class on, um, on finding range and getting things done. And he just whooped the shit out of Marvin. I mean, like, dang, man. Like, you know how they say there's levels to this? There really are, because... That was insane. Yeah, I'm seeing um, if I can pull up the scorecard right now. Usually they have them on Wiki. 
Yeah, I can't. I really can't imagine anyone saying that Marvin did. Thirty twenty-seven, thirty twenty-seven, twenty-nine twenty-eight. What did the judges twenty-nine twenty-eight rounds, dude? There ain't no way. Oh wow, fucking biased European fuck, dude. That's weird. I would have whooped the shit out of him. That wasn't even close, but it was what so far. All right, well, let's move on to the main event that you did not watch, <laughs> which, you, which you will watch later. Um, I will watch. Like I said, not... it was one of those things where, like, once it got spoiled for me. I was sad about it, and then I was like, "I don't need to be that sad, but I probably will be sad if I watch it because I thought it was a, it was a stoppage." I was like, "Let me just live with that fact, and I'll be okay." Yeah, it was um, it was a good fight, man. I mean, the fact that it made it all the way to the third round was insane, and like, Tai Voss is a tough, 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 tough dude. I mean, Sirogan kicked him in the head and the stomach, everything, dude. I, it was. Liver kicks. I mean, Ty was really, really pushing through. And in that first round, bro, like, Ty fucking knocked out uh, Cyril cold for like two seconds. <sighs> Only. And, oh. and like, and if Ty, if Ty would have rushed, I think he could have won the fight. If he would have rushed a little bit more than he did and would have planned the shots, like, you know what I mean? The idea, like, people, like, they're not getting too excited to let him do their thing if he would have rushed and just like just like you mean gone in um, for the kill yeah law yeah if he would have just gone in for the kill it, it would have probably been over because zero gone at the end in the post fight was like oh no he knocked me out i was out yeah what yeah dude. It's, yeah it's even, that's what's even sad oh, more sad is that, is that cyril was like oh no i'm telling you i'm not lying at all no he, he knocked me out i was out for at least like three or four seconds and i was like okay well i'm back in um and uh yeah, man. I mean, cheers to Cyril Gone for winning the fight. Um, Ty is tough. Ty's o- and Ty's only gonna get better from here, ladies and gentlemen. Like, he's he's great, yeah. and it's not a boring iron fight. Iron. Yeah, dude, it wasn't a boring fight. It was a good fight. It got fight of the night. Um, uh, France erupted whenever uh, Cyril won. Um, yeah, man, and the, like and the pleasantries between the two of them afterwards was great. Um, you really love that stuff, you know um yeah so so yeah man i mean i know you didn't watch it i highly recommend watching that yeah up until the knockout um but man that, that knockout was pretty brutal too maybe as soon as i see the ref like getting close i'll be like oh turn it off yeah well you'll know it's what four minutes into the third fourth round i can't know so, yeah, i'll just check the timestamp actually just, yeah just, just keep an eye out yeah um all right so that was ufc paris the first event for ufc in paris there's no doubt they're going to go back. Uh, it's going to be one of those things like with like London, they go every year around March usually or whatever. They have like an agreement. And obviously they went twice this year because it was insane. Um, Brazil, they usually go at least once a year. France just got added to that calendar. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's it's surprising. It, it is actually surprising they haven't gone to. Um... Oh, no, they just did Thailand. Never mind. They've done a they've done a pretty good amount of places. Wait, they did a fight in Thailand? Did I miss that? I uh, think in Singapore. Got... Oh, Singapore. Oh, it was Singapore? That's right. They might have oh, done one. Guy, in Thailand. Guys, Leo's canceled. Yeah, that's okay. You guys can cancel me. That was where uh, I was actually thinking. I want to go to Singapore one day and see how fucking insane it is. Like insane in a good way. <laughs> yeah, of course. Man. Like, Traveling for... around the world would be sick. Yeah, let's go together. 
Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon so that we can yeah we can all do a show to live from Singapore. Yeah, from your hard earned money. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Yeah. So that was it. Was a good fight card. Um. We're gonna go ahead and take a small break, and when we come back, we will start the four or five question forum. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. The forum starts now. First question is from an OG of the podcast, Shane Tara. What's up, fellas? Um, so I guess Damian Maya is kind of retired. So what's your favorite Damian Maya fight? I love this question, actually. And it's funny that you said Damian Maya is kind of retired. I wondered if, if that... Was that like announced, finalized? No, it is true. But also, like after his last fight in the UFC, which I want to say was against Bilal, like that was the last fight in his, his UFC contract, and he was like, "Well, I'm not gonna, you know, they they're not gonna renew it, and I'm not gonna look for another like contract. I, I think I'm done." Fighting. Oh, that's like, right. He may have like recently officially announced it or something, but like I knew he, I thought he was already like been retired for a while. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say officially that but yeah he definitely said that he was done so maybe they didn't make the announcement but bro he fought a lot of people he did um my favorite damien maya finish old school vintage damien maya it was against ed herman one of the nastiest filthiest submission finishes i've ever seen I don't even know if it's actually kind of as a submission. It might be a TKO. He had Ed Sherman in like a mounted triangle armbar. Ed Herman. Did I say Sherman? It, it is. I knew it's Ed Herman. Yeah, right, 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 Herman. Yeah. It's a guy that at the time was an 85er. And like, so was Damian Maya. Now he fights at welterweight. Ed Herman in later years blew up to be a 205er. That's the one that fought Mike Slow Rodriguez. One of the mm. worst nicknames ever. Um and faked the nut punch, which fucking Chris Tyone let happen. So, not really his fault. I mean, it kind of is, but anyway, Damian Maya had him in like a mounted triangle. Like I, like I said, I think he was cranking on the armbar as well, but he was fucking punching his face too. Like he had the guy in the triangle, can't fucking get out, and he punched it. I don't know if he tapped or the ref called it. Like maybe he was out. It was nasty. Like it was, a, it was like a submission and a TKO at the same time. I was like, hmm. "Bruh, what?" It was insane. But I also yeah. really love Damian Maya versus um, Gunnar Nelson. That's the first Damian Maya fight I ever saw when we first started watching, like live, you know. Mm-hmm. And he fucking mauled the shit out of Gunnar Nelson. But Gunnar Nelson also like in the B roll that they play, he was like, "I guess I want to see the two jujitsu guys, so we're we're just gonna go out and grapple." Like. Props to Gunnar Nelson for knowing that he could probably keep it standing and beat him on the feet, but he was like, let's see if I can beat this guy in jiu-jitsu. Turns out, you can beat Damian Maia in jiu-jitsu. Turns out you could. Um, <laughs> what are you yeah. about to say? No. What are you about to say? I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to say my favorite Damian Maia fight is... I don't know, probably uh, probably Jorge Masvidal when he won. 
That fight was terrible. Are you being serious? Yeah, I know that fight you was terrible. Pick something from the re- record. No, I didn't pick something for the record. Um, yeah, Jorge Masvidal. That was when he had short hair. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And um, that was the fight that got Damian Maia his title shot. Yeah. He already should have had one. Right. And they made him fight like they made him fight that. I literally remember him being on Ariel Hawani, like when the fight got announced. And he had Damian Maya on, and then Jorge right after, or maybe the other way around. Mm-hmm. And he brought them on just like not to have a whole back and forth, just like at the like a little bit of overlap, just like, hey, did you want to say anything? Um, because because that was the whole thing was like Damian Maya like should have already gotten his title shot. What the fuck? And so that's what that interview was about. And um, he was like, oh, I'll just keep you know, I'll just keep winning and. I'll just basically, you know, I'm not I'm not a big talker. Like, I'm just going to go through life or whatever he said. And um, he was like, I respect George. He's got good boxing, you know, good wrestling or whatever. And then Jorge was like, thank you for taking this fight, but you should not have taken this fight. I'm going to beat the shit out of you or whatever and, and take didn't. your title shot. He didn't. I think he got a split because it was like yeah, some judge was like, oh, do you value the like, like, I guess it kind of like, do you get points for defense? And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Like the answer is absolutely Damian won that fight, but Jorge was like landing shots on the break. And that's where it gets like, yeah. Okay. Is that damage worth more? It's kind of a weird fight to score, but um, yeah. I'm trying to think there was another Damian Maya fight that I like really like. Um, I mean, the, the triangle he got chill son and it was pretty sweet. Chell right. just like rushed him and he was like, Oh, I'm sorry, catch this triangle. And Chell was like, Fuck, I'm tapping right away. That actually might have been the fight. I think he got like both Chell's arms caught in there and Chell was like, Tap, tap, tap. Like he had to verbally tap. Hmm. I could bore you with so many Damien Maya fights. No. You could you could tell them all to me right now. I I would care. You would or would not? I would I would care. Okay. Let's go ahead and start with this first fight. Winner, winner. Let's go and yeah. start with this first fight versus Raul Salsa. Isn't that literally his first MMA fight? Yeah. It was what was his first UFC fight? Was it a, was it the Ed Herman fight? No, it was uh, Ryan Jensen. Oh, Ryan. Ed Jensen. Herman was second. Got it. Yeah, I I will say though, because <laughs> I watched the Ed Herman one on Fight Pass, Damon had a fucking weird ass mullet, dude. I was like. <laughs> You gotta Cut love that it. out. I'm glad he. I'm glad he changed that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Other finish I really love, Carlos Condit, and I love like G- GSP actually praised him on there. That was the fight before the Jorge Masvidal fight. I'm pretty sure because yeah. that's when everyone was like, okay, he has to get a title shot right now. Like Carlos Condit had just fought for the title. It was like, hey man, what the fuck? Damian Maya just took him down, submitted him so quick, dude. I was like, yeah, what the fuck. Hmm. Matt, the Matt Brown fight was good too. Surprised Matt Brown got out of those submissions and Carlos Conda didn't. Just... Yeah, you're, you're talking about everything that was leading up to his title shot. Yeah, basically. Yeah, well, that's all I know. And by all I know, I mean, I don't know any of those. Fair enough. Thank you, Shane Terra, for that question. And now let's move on to your boy, Dave L. Oh, great. Hey, guys. Dave L here. 
some great wins last night from a traditional martial arts stylist who should probably get a title shot, but most likely won't. But I wanted to talk about next week. Um, is Nate Diaz on track to being the next Sam Alvey, like frowning Sam Alvey, because he keeps losing, but he keeps getting booked. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Uh, <laughs> as much as a Diaz hater as I can be, I don't think that's an apt comparison just because, like, you really hate Sam Alvey. It. Well, that, and then and not only that, like, for all I know, Nate Diaz could be just as problematic behind the scenes. Like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like, G at the UFC 244 press conference asked him about his son. He was like, Ain't no babies in fighting. They shouldn't be in this shit. I'm a fucking warrior. Didn't finish me. I'm undefeated. Like, whatever. All I'm saying is Sam Alvey, first of all, has a boring as fuck style. <laughs> like, n- say what you want about Nate Diaz, never in a boring fight. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even when people try and, like, smother him, whatever, he finds a way to make it exciting. Like, he's always trying to work for a finish. Um, he also is definitely on less of a losing streak than Sam Alvey was. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, on track, but, like, Here's the other thing I will say too is like Sam Alvey was like, Oh, I'm happy to be here. Yay, UFC. Nate Diaz is like anti establishment, fucking anti UFC. Yeah. He, and he was like publicly asking for his release. Like, the, the that's the <clears throat> other big difference for me too is like he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he didn't want this comes up fight. And this like, is also, like, uh, this is also the last fight of his, um, uh, of his contract. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's going to go on to do, um, God dang, dude! Spoiler Hamza. alert: I'm picking Nate. I cannot pick oh, yeah. Hamzad, dude. I fucking do not like Hamzad so much. Hamzad is uh is uh a minus eleven fifty. Ooh, that's insane! It's like eleven and a half to one odds, or something like that. Yeah, that's insane. I would say, I would say no. I think Nate's gonna go. I think he's gonna be like, all right, see you guys. Thank y'all. You know, thank the fans, and that's it. UFC can kiss my ass. Honestly, if Nate Diaz pulls it off, I think the UFC is going to fucking fall over themselves to try and resign him. They're like, you come on, so? let's do a Leon rematch. Yeah, dude, because he has he has that fight over Leon that that fight with Leon where the he's fans got, think he won because yeah. he wobbled Leon in the last like minute. He's got he's got Leon, he's got Connor, he's got all all these different weird storylines. All yeah. these storylines that he could do. Like, if, if Kamaru had won, like, no one wants to see Nate Diaz versus Kamaru Usman. Like, get the fuck out of here. But with Leon, shit's interesting. Uh, it is interesting. And dude, I think, if, like, dude, Nate Diaz. Imagine if Nate does the upset. Wow. Oh, dude, I will literally scream. I will I literally, like, I don't think it's like, going to happen, but. Fuck you, Hamza. Fuck you. I don't think it happens, but. But we'll see. Anyway, yeah, no, thank you for he the is question, not Dave. Sam Alvey. He is not Sam Alvey. Also, how much of a streak is Nate on? Maybe it's because he hasn't. He doesn't fight that often too that we forget. Like, so like he's a lot of fights. He beat Connor the first time, lost the second time. But everyone thought like not everyone, but there was a fair amount of people that thought he won. They thought it was like the decision or whatever. And even still, it was like a close fight, regardless. He then takes a bunch of time off, fights Anthony Pettis, gets a win against Pettis, 
Lose against Jorge Masvidal. Loses against Leon Edwards. Am I missing something? As far as like starting from 196? Uh, Brett Akamoto just broke that uh, Nate Diaz is doing a fight promotion. Oh, like he's starting his own fight promotion. Yeah, it's called Great. Go Fight Incorporated. Fuck yeah, dude. Hmm. Man, I hate that Brett, Brett Okamoto broke the news, but whatever. All right. Let's see what this record is. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you right now. It's Connor 1, win. Connor 2, loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Pettis, win. Uh-huh. And then Jorge, Jorge uh, Masvidal, loss. And, and Leon, Leon Edwards, Edwards loss. loss. So just two. But yeah, so all those are wins in the eyes of Diaz fans because they're just as crazy right. as he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, just like like Sam. Sam was getting fucking embarrassed as well. Like Nate Diaz, even though like the Leon fight wasn't competitive, he wasn't getting like pieced up. Sam was out there getting annihilated. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing too. Like Sam is getting finished in some of those fights too. Yeah. God, I fucking hate Sam Alvey. A lot of people do. Fucking great decision for the UFC to finally release him. All right, man. I just uh, anyway. Thank you for the question. Yes, thank you, Dave L. And here is a question from the Rhino. I don't know why I tried to do like a fucking fake French. Hey, Justin Lee, it's a big homie, Rhino from the Combat Sports of Rhino Podcast. So, in looking at next week's UFC 279, there's a lot of really fun matchups that I, you know, I, I, that kind of jump off the page to me. I definitely want to hear both Leo and Juice, and uh, hopefully they're different, uh, fights that you're most looking forward to on uh, next week's card. Again, it's a really exciting card. I, I know it's getting shit on by some people, but I really, I think there's a lot of bangers on there. So, yeah, have one that jumps off the page for you guys that you're really excited for. I'd love to hear your guys' answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you a little bit later. Peace. Great question, Rhino. Yeah. And let me pull up the card. Uh, I got a couple actually. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can go first. Uh, I'm interested to see the Hakeem Dawadu versus Julian Arosa. That should be Ooh. a good fight. And then uh, that's a Kev- fucking banger. And then Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez. Those are okay, dude. That fight when I was looking at the card the other day, I saw Kevin Holland versus D Rod, and I was like, I didn't even hear that was announced. Okay, I second what you said. Well, the one I'm probably most excited for Irene Aldana versus Macy Chasson, dude. Should be a banger. God, I love, I fucking love that fight. I love that fight. They're both scrappy as hell, ladies. Oh, and also, I tell you, I'm not looking forward to the Li Jing Leung versus Tony Ferguson fight. I'm gonna legit probably turn my TV off. <laughs> did you say I'm gonna have to get louder? Is that what you said? No, I just I was like, I actually it. did get really loud. No, I, like, I have a feeling. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to. Yeah, turn your TV off. But yeah, only for, no. and then what's even worse, only for a short amount of time. I know that is that, that <laughs> is worse as well. 
I'm probably no, gonna like. Yeah, no, I won't. I'll, I'll, I'm because I'm a sick fuck. I'll have to sit through it, but like, yeah. I won't like it. I will not like it. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people will like it. But who knows? I, ho- I hope Tony just like maybe like does an Eminari roll and catches him in a like leg lock or whatever. Or if he fucking just like pulls guard and gets him in a triangle. Honestly, Tony, grapple. That's your that's your best. <laughs> Except for that, like, dude, people like like to praise the leech. I still will never forget the one time he fucking eye gouged Jake Matthews and the ref did nothing. Jake Matthews had him in a fucking deep ass guillotine and this motherfucker eye gouged Jake. I was like, are we not seeing this? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think they also showed it on the um, on the big screen, too. And everyone was like, hey, yeah, like I think the commentators were like, that's that's illegal. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. And I'm also looking for forward to the Jake Collier versus uh, Chris Barnett. Oh, fucking Beast Boy! Hell yeah, dude! This is yeah. a great card. Yeah. And like originally, I was like, "Yo, we're doing a pay per view headlined by a non title fight." Like, what the fuck are we even doing here? But like, not bad. I'm probably gonna have to pay pay for this one, and I'm gonna get my money's worth. Yeah, I hope you're right. We got Johnny Walker versus Ewan Kuchalaba. Actually, I'm looking for most part of that, so I can say that on the recap. Talab. Johnny Walker versus Coop Talab. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I tell you what, too? Like, I've said that so many fucking times that I, I can't even remember the original source or if it's just me. <laughs> no, like, you, do, you, you do know the original source. It was, what's his name? Um, the the guy was from it, the press. Uh, was it Gareth A. Davies? The yeah. the guy with the blonde, the the gray, the long gray hair. Gray hair, yeah. Kutalaba. But like, as I'm saying, it doesn't sound like Gareth. But I, like I said, I don't. It may be just like a like a sort of like I'm playing telephone with myself. Like I just I just <laughs> yeah. I'm doing I'm doing an impression of my impressions that it just keep building to the point where it's like it's become Rhino when he's like, well, it's really, well, it's really. Oh my God! Thank you, Rhino, for this question, and definitely check out his show this week. He got Tanner Bozer on. Um. I was trying to say, I was just trying to say something about his mullet, like something complimentary. But I was like, you know what? I don't actually love it. Like people, like it takes a lot for me to love a mullet too. Like there's been this mm-hmm. whole thing in like hipster culture recently where people are like, oh yeah, mullets are cool, and I'm like, guys, stop it. They're not. They're they really aren't. not. They're really not. Wow, talk about mullets twice this episode. Love it. Mullet time. Mullet time. <laughs> Do you remember that fucking TV show called The Mullets? The Mullets? You don't remember this? No. Look it up. There was a show. Bring it up, young Jamie. There was a show. It was like a sitcom, too. It was like The Mullets. And it was like the these uh, fucking redneck brothers who, like, they had mullets. And their name was Mullet. And they also, for some reason, had, like, a black friend who also had a mullet. And I remember, okay, I just I... remember in one of the like trailers, <laughs> like someone was like, "What are the best three words in the English language?" And someone was like, "Free beer now," or like whatever. Like they said a few different things, and like one of the brothers was like, "Pamela Anderson mullet." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, are it's you looking at a... it right now?" Yeah, it's not a hairstyle; it's a lifestyle. <laughs> the mullets, dude. So dumb. 
So dumb. Is that John O'Hurley in the background? Was he fucking on that show? Who's the, uh, the older guy that was in your picture? I don't think so. I'm going to bring it up on IMDb right now and see if I know any of the cast. See if anyone else do. If anyone else is listening and knows the show, tell me. Please talk to me about it because I, I think I tried to watch it and I was like, this is so cringe. Uh, Michael Weaver and David Hornsby. Oh my God, Cricket from fucking Always Sunny was one of the Muller brothers? Oh my God. Lonnie Anderson was there. Yeah, it was John O'Hurley. I was right. Yeah. John O'Hurley. Huh. The mullets. Mark Christopher Lawrence was the black guy that I was referencing. The mullets, dude. Two seasons, somehow. No. Somehow Sorry. One. one season. Yes. It said 2003 to 2004, and I assume that was two seasons, but it was not. 11 episodes spanning two years. Yeah, that fucking show was swack. It was so weird. Oh, All right. Man. Thank you for your question, Rhino. I don't know why I always say I was like, Rhino. And unfortunately, that's it for voice questions. Oh, man. Well, now we got the Twitter questions. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> we definitely do. I'm just going to pull them up. All right. Pull them up. Riff time. Hammer time. Hammer riff. Okay, let's start with this first one from the homie Chris at Unmatched MMA Podcast. He said, who should Tuivasa fight next whenever he's ready to come back? Steve Miocic. Ooh. If they don't do John Jones versus Steve, which I think they're trying to do, then I fucking agree with that, dude. Wow, I was going to say Curtis Blades because it's like... I mean, Curtis Blades... That's fair. Is it is it considered a win against Tommy Aspinall? I don't know. If Tommy Aspinall is ready at the same time Ty is ready, I'd actually love to see that fight. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Like, but, that's a fucking great fight. But Yeah, I don't see Tom Aspinall. I don't know. Do they? Do you have any update on the on the leg? I don't know. He went on Ariel's show. I still haven't watched it yet because I but I saw a clip, and he was like, he he fucking made it like self deprecating joke. He was like, it were a lot of action. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, just like my sex life. And yeah, everyone like, was disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that. I'm just curious as to as to how how long the recovery is supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's a while because that shit was like, yeah. So maybe maybe that one isn't on the cards, but I'd still love to see it. Maybe Ty was like, maybe Ty will like to like take a break because has he ever has he ever been knocked out before? I can't I, think so. I don't believe so. Like he's had some losses in the UFC, but I think they were like submission mm-hmm. or decision. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's been knocked out. So. Yeah. I mean, that could, like, when it's your first time, they're like, you know, and especially the kind of fighter Ty is, like, he might want to come back soon. But it's like, bro, you should actually take maybe a, a year. More off. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, I, I would say, like, for, like, knockouts like that, minimum six months. But yeah. it should be more. Because when you think about, I, 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 and I mean, like, take six months off training as well. Yeah. Except for, like, grappling or whatever, but. Mm. 
All right, so next is from the homie Darren Carson at Daz Carson 68, a.k.a. Bobby Dazzler. There's no longer his at, but he used to be. He says, see below, how many times can uh, Adesanya and Whitaker fight for the title as they are clearly streets ahead of the rest of the division? And he has a, he links a tweet of his that says, Adesanya, number one, mm-hmm. two, Whitaker, three, rest of the middleweight division. Bro, so accurate. How many Ooh, times can they fight this. for the title? How about, this is unrelated to his question, but what do you think about Nasruddin Imavov versus Marvin Vittori? I'll take that. I think Nashadine has earned it. Yeah, dude. Like... Um, yeah. I, how many times uh, can Adesanya Whitaker fight for the title? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say at the very least four. <laughs> at the very least? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's one of, it's one of those things like, like you don't want to have Whitaker keep just knocking out contenders. Like right, at a certain they need point, to get there, yeah. You know, like hopefully they give. Like honestly, here's what here's what should happen. Give uh, Desanya another shot at the two hundred five pound belt. Okay. Let him fight Yuri or wow. or Young. Like, I hope Whoever. Yuri beats you know Glover again. Because that is that happening for sure? The rematch. I sure. I don't know if it is for sure happening, but 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 Glover Yuri said tweeted yes. about it, but I don't know if like yeah. Um. And then yeah, Yuri versus Izzy. Yes. Can you fucking imagine the chaos? Well, actually, to be fair, um, Alex Pareda has to, you know, fight Izzy. Izzy has to beat um, Alex. Alex Pareda. So we will see how that goes. If not, do Rob Whitaker versus Alex. Let him fucking take Alex down and do I could see Robert that. Whitaker yeah. things. And then do that because here's what I'm gonna say is like let Izzy move up for the 205, do an interim, and then you have a title unification bout. Because once you have that other belt, it doesn't matter if he's lost twice. It doesn't matter. Like you need to unify the titles. Yeah. And if you're gonna do an interim, which I'm not saying they necessarily should, but this is like this is like a way for me to backdoor Robert into another title shot. It's like you're not gonna do an interim title shot without Robert Whitaker. Like he's the best no. guy in the division. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no way. And the uh, highest ranked, most deserving. Uh, yeah, I think I think you're right about all that. I, man, but yeah, Yuri versus Adesanya would be amazing. That would be amazing, and I would fucking probably cry. I think Yuri would. Oh, that's that's a hard matchup. Yeah, I mean Yuri's like insane, but also has mm-hmm. insane power. And mm-hmm. like, is he? I don't know. Let's just see how it goes against, right, Monsieur Pereira. Right. Thank you for the question, Darren. All right, this is from the real Kevin Hall at the real Kevin Ha Five. I always love saying that because it's like interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, love this guy. He says, "What needs to be done about the commentator slash announcer chasing around the winning fighter for an interview while they're sitting on, on top of the fence, respecting slash disrespecting their opponent?" Yelling at Dana and general celebration. So awkward. Maybe just wait a second. Uh, yeah, just wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, especially anything like uh, uh, like a Frenchman winning in France. Yeah, Michael, just read the room. <laughs> yeah, dude. What sucks is that, like, for a decision, like, I don't know whether or not the 
person who's going to interview the winner knows the result or not, mm -hmm. like knows where to be. Mm -hmm. That might be something, but they're inside the cage with the door locked at that point. They've they've already wrangled the fighters and gotten them in there so that as soon as like the ref raises the hand, they can get in there and be like, oh, don't move where we have an interview. Well, I mean, they could also like, like they could also finish. Uh, they can wait. They could also riff on the microphone. Be like, there's your winner. Zero gone or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, just riff for a little bit of time on the microphone. Yeah, that's true. Especially, like, that's the last fight on the card. Like, understand the broadcast needs to move or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you've promised, like... Like, sometimes they don't interview decision winners because of time. And they mm -hmm. gotta get the next fight going. It's like... Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just they, well, especially well. I mean, if it's the last, like you said, if it's the last fight of the night, they can they can figure it out. They can figure out a better way for that. Because you're right, it yeah. is awkward. It was awkward because even Michael Bisping was just like to Ciro. He's like, "Hey, get over here." He's like, "No, no, I'm just kidding." But you could tell he wasn't. Yeah. No. So. Fucking anyway. Bisping. Great question. He has another one actually. He says, "How do fighters train for toughness? All I see is training for offense, striking, grappling, etc." How do you normalize getting punched in the face repeatedly? I'm thinking happy Gilmore batting cage scene here. <laughs> punched, punched in the face. Cause I know what they do with the body. They have that, like, so those tie sticks, um, yeah. or whatever, the ones that they just like, keep like lightly hitting yeah. they do the same thing with the shins, you know, like they yeah, hit the, the shins. shins. I was going to say, I know they like, so I've, I've heard some fighters will take like a little small hammer and just like lightly hit their leg to try and get those micro fractions to or fractures, not fractions, mm -hmm. micro fractures to like heal and calcify. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as like training toughness, it's like, it's going to sound super cliche, but it's like something you're born with or like yeah. you got to be built a certain way. Like, I feel like it's definitely one of those things. It's like nature versus nurture. Oh yeah. And like, it does take a while to like train your psyche to like stay in the fire when you have certain situations mm -hmm. and, and you have like training to, and it's like all comes with experience, like, you know, just more experience fucking adversity or whatever. Um, but I do, I really do feel like toughness is one of those intangibles. That's like, you can't, um, you can't teach it. And like Harry Andrew had a great tweet. He was like, Oh, I think uh, usually when they say a fighter is getting tough, it's because they're getting hit a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> that's like, a yeah, that's a good theory. I mean, it's it's not wrong. It's just like I think the idea behind toughness, specifically in the UFC, is like that that ability to kind of hear the power, like seeing someone give full power and the other person not falling to that power. <laughs> yeah, and like you know? I remember Ben Askren said after his debut in the UFC because he got fucking basically slam KO'd by Robbie Lawler and yeah. then woke up by the follow-up shots and had somehow got it together to like get him to the cage and get his own grappling initiated. But like in his prior fights, like he didn't really take any damage. He would just take the guy down and beat on him. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so he didn't have like, obviously you learn toughness in the wrestling room kind of, I feel like, mm. you know, over time, but like he hadn't, you know, he'd been mostly just an MMA fighter for several years. And he was just like, he was like, yeah, I don't want to never really display toughness, but, you know, it is what it is. Got to do it. And I was like, yeah, that, that to me showcases it. Like it's just who you are. Yeah. Who you are. Fucking cornbread. Good old Midwestern living. <laughs> yeah. Getting, getting hit in the face. I just, yeah. I don't know how anyone could train for that. Well, especially like you don't want to like, right. 
that like your brain health like as much as i like don't like cowboy he felt like he said something like a great little like layman's analogy for mm-hmm. whatever he's like i don't spar anymore because i feel like you take too many shots in the head it's like that clicker when you go into walmart when they check for the capacity it's like how many more clicks do i got yeah I exactly well 99 99 yeah i mean i mean 900 999 gets you a thousand though no more cowboy no more clicks well that'd be so bad no i mean he's gone anyway he rode off he into the gone. sunset yeah yeah that's how you train for toughness you ride off into the sunset with no yeah. sunglasses on with your sunglasses on no with no sunglasses on you just keep looking at oh, the sun oh no sunglasses on yeah bro this is completely unrelated great but i th- i thought of it because of like cowboy used to love riding into the arena on his motorcycle I was like, oh, right after the sister, Cowboy rides away on his motorcycle. People that have been listening to our podcast for a long time will know this, but I haven't talked about it in a long time, so maybe more recent listeners. My fucking neighbor with the motorcycle gets on my goddamn nerve. (laughs) Well. First of all, he got another one. Oh, no. two fucking motorcycles outside my window, and they repaved our parking lot because, like, every year when – like after the snow melts and everything, we get like a bunch of snow mm-hmm. and rain and then it and it cools and it dries and it, it goes back and forth like that. We mm-hmm. get fucking massive potholes in the in the yeah. parking lot. And they repaved our parking like while I was in Vegas actually, you know, back in July. Mm. And our landlord was like, Okay, go out there and mark your spaces. Like text me that and I was like, What the fuck? And so I really texted Kate and like she was busy with family stuff, like some bad stuff happened while I was gone. Uh-huh. They repaved it. So like, okay, we're the last meeting <clears throat> our unit and the upstairs unit. That's this guy with the fucking motorcycle. They're right sort of next to each other in the last three spaces. Mm. It used to be we were in of the last three, we were in the middle and he was on either side. Well, they repaved it so that, cause, cause that side, that middle one that we were there is literally right in front of our door. It's like, great. Mm-hmm. They repaved it so that he has the last two and we have the third one. So we're one over. Mm. And it drives me fucking insane that this guy has two motorcycles right in front of our door outside my living room window when I have a call at work. We have to go like a few more steps. I know it's so petty. Time to like, put the banana in tailpipe. Time to put the banana in tailpipe. <laughs> I remember I tweeted about it one time and Sandy Pants was like, yeah, one time this fucking neighbor started up their car at 1 a.m. and I went out there with a baseball bat and they were fucking real quiet after that. And I was like... Yep. Fight fire with fire. I was like, my neighbor's an actual drug dealer, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. For legal purposes, I didn't say that. You should you should go outside. You should go outside whenever he's out there. Be like, let me let me see if I can make it louder. I ordered you a new uh, yeah. kit. I got to a, to an it. anti-muffler muffler. Yeah. Just put the fucking banana... Is that a thing? Like, if I put the banana in the tailpipe, do you uh, put the I, peel or the whole banana? The whole banana, so that the exhaust, so it gives them carbon monoxide poisoning, Ooh. or it blows up or something. I don't know. I don't know. Beverly <laughs> Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop one or two. I can't remember. Anyways, check it out. I'm gonna Google Beverly Hills Cop banana tailpipe. Yeah, and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put all that together. Actually, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna Google is banana in the tailpipe a thing. 
Just and then they're gonna bad. it's gonna be a bunch of porn sites. God, I hope so. <laughs> oh, looks like we have one more. And right. this is from the OG, literally one of the oldest listeners of this podcast from the homie Zim. And he says, want to ask, but I'm not because I know it's none of my business, but overly nostalgic today and also likely late, but wonder what happened to that unnamed podcast and that unnamed cool host and will either ever come back? And he's tagged at MMO, my old podcast, and my old co-host, Andrew Dodson, who is, has he been on Friendly Sparring? I don't think, I don't, well, we made him come in on the Vegas episode for like a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. But that was it. Yeah, that's when I was in his house. Um, yeah, that's right. We made a couple. That was yeah. it. Obviously, like like I said, because I was just there at his house in Vegas. Um, we've still remained good friends. Yeah, and um, it's definitely something that you know we feel we felt sad about like leaving behind. We got to a point like you know it was interesting with MMO. I had started up FWM. I'd have to check the dates of uh the last like few episodes of like whatever. Like we definitely got to a point with MMO where we're recording like every other week instead of every week. Mm -hmm. We kind of just like portioned it out kind of. Yeah. And it was like our schedules weren't lining up and it was really hard. And Mm -hmm. I got like more invested in doing my solo podcast, FWM, fighting with myself at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, with MMO, like I never connected with MMA Twitter. Uh Uh-huh. And like, so we had a Twitter, but we weren't like, you know, yeah, marketing it to the right yeah. people. Yeah. We weren't like in the community. So like no one really knew about it. And it was only our friends. Huh. And we were like on our like social medias that we would post to people that follow us already from like knowing us in real life. And it was like, like when your friends don't like support your work the way that strangers do, mm-hmm. it's a empty feeling. Like yeah. I remember the like the first time we got this review from Zim, it was awesome. Like it was, uh, like we had put it out there. Like give us reviews on Apple Podcasts and we'll read them on air or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember. We we definitely like had sort of like a campaign or whatever. And like he was one of them, and he had a really awesome review. And um, I just been someone that's been great to connect with online over the years, and you know really appreciate um appreciate you Zim. And yeah, Andrew's doing well. He's a he's a father of three now. He has uh twins yeah twins yeah just had him yeah um, yeah he had, he had a baby less than a year it's, ago yeah yeah uh and maybe and maybe they, maybe he might uh i don't know if mmo will come is, back but maybe yeah. he might have a get maybe a surprise mmo episode yeah there might be yeah well we might do a little bonus might be lined up. up yeah might might be lined up um so stay tuned for that what i was also gonna say is that at one point like not too long ago it was definitely I should say I shouldn't say not too long ago. It was a little over a year ago, but uh-huh. it feels like not that long ago. Andrew and I were going to start up another podcast. Mm. It was like I was like the problem is like with MMO, I was really wanting to like get serious about talking MMA, mm-hmm. and he was like not. Mm-hmm. And he also used to like gaslight me on yep. a I shit ton, um, which is kind of part of the gimmick uh, or whatever. But like, so we 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 had an idea. We always love. Andrew and I both really love the movie. Leo does too, but um, it was like our thing for a while. Andrew and I, because we saw it together in theaters. I love you, man. And we were like, this is like a fucking bromantic comedy. So we were going to do a movie or a movie podcast about 
bromantic comedies like those mm-hmm. fucking movies like let's be cops or whatever that just have this like insane bromance i mean i love you man literally it's like quintessential bromantic comedy because they have the meat it's literally yeah. structured exactly like a rom-com but it's for a friendship it's like mm-hmm. but like we, we we did it for like you know literally any fucking movie like at one point we had a list going and i was like yeah anything with Dwayne the rock johnson and kevin hart yeah Absolutely, in that um, category. Yeah, so that's and and we had to abandon that because of um, life. Life, like Andrew was, um, he said he might not um, have the time. He was like, "Let me see about it." And then he he randomly set up a Zoom with me one day. He's like, "Can you can you go on Zoom to just talk about the podcast?" And I was like, "Okay, man, but I can't record. I I'm not ready right now. Like I I look like shit and like whatever." I we go on the on the Zoom. I see he's already recording. I'm like, hey man, I I like, I started cursing him out too. I was like, I told you I can't fucking record. Like, what is this? And he's like, all right, just hear me out. And I felt bad because like he was trying to record a reaction. It was him t- announcing me that he that Jesse was pregnant with twins. <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck? But I was so I was so happy for them. I was like, oh my god. And I I met them when we we're in Vegas. Um we me yeah, when i was in yeah. vegas um two months ago when we did mm-hmm. our vegas episode so cute like yeah baby, such a baby. such an amazing family so andrew really has like not a lot of free time no when he does get some free time maybe we are gonna do something i think. I love it i love the idea well great well yeah. thanks for the question zim thank you for being a Hell supporter yeah. of uh all things uh juice Juicy Juice Jackson related, as well as, um, you know, uh, FWM, MMO, and uh, Friendly Sparring. Uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and give our picks for <laughs> UFC 279. Uh, our first fight of the main card is Johnny Walker versus Ewan Kintelab. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, Johnny Walker on this one. I know he got knocked out last time, but no, I think he can win this one this time. I don't think, I, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to come back better because he was hot for a little bit and I think he's going to get hot again. I think so too. I think, uh, Kudalaba is going to bring out the fucking like dog in him again. He's been training with Hamza. Yeah. Shouldn't be too bad. Uh, all right, next fight we have is Irene Aldana versus Macy Chasson. Uh, I'm Irene, all day for me. Yes. Uh, all right, uh, next we have uh, Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez, which is at a catch. Wait, are you agreeing? Yeah, Irene, yeah. Okay, I was like, you didn't give your pick. Um, I did. Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Kevin Holland. I'm going D-Rod. Oh, wow. I'm going D-Rod. I think D-Rod's going to fucking put it on him, dude. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, the, ne- the next fight we have is uh, Lee. Lee. Lee Jingliang Lee, versus Lee. Tony Ferguson. Lee Jingliang versus Tony Ferguson. I'm going to go for the upset. I'm going to go for Tony Ferguson. It's hard because I obviously like Tony Ferguson way more than I like the leech. For me, it's like, like I always say pick with your heart, but sometimes when it's like glaringly obvious to me, like I'm like, 
come on, dude. Like he's sending him out to pasture. Like it's fucking. It's literally like. It's it's literally, like he went to the matchmakers and was like, "Kill me." <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. It was like literally like uh, I would sacrifice really like to die me. in the octagon. I'd really, I'd really <laughs> like to be a sacrifice. Yeah, I'd really like to just be a sacrifice to the Vines gods. You know what? Fuck it, I'll pick Tony. Because I feel really shitty about what I just said. Yeah, so pick Tony. Good. Yeah. Uh, I pick Tony. I'm going to pick Tony. Tony by sub. Yeah, Tony by grade sub. Uh, all right, next and last but not least, Hamzat Chimaya versus Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. We're both going with Nate Diaz. Fuck I'm going Hamza, with dude. I'm going with double double upsets at night. Double upsets. Double up on the upsets. Double up. Can you Double. imagine if they both did it? It would be it would be like UFC two seventeen all over again, where they fucking all the belt changed hands on all of them. Oh yeah, and fucking Rose over Joanna, TJ over Cody. I wonder how ESP okay. over Bisping. Let me ask you a question: If Nate wins this weekend, how much do you think they'd pay him to fight Leon? It'd be like here's a blank check. You yeah. found an amount that you're comfortable with, like. He's a fucking star, and they know that fight will sell. They're already talking about going to fucking Wembley with Leon. Uh-huh. And Leon, that's a 90,000-seat stadium. Fucking Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards in Wembley. Fucking blow the roof off that shit. Can yeah. you imagine, like, Nate? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I feel like it'd be something like 20 million, 30 million. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, with, with, with Nate... It might even be like a point of fucking contention because I think Connor got thirty million for one of his fights uh-huh. against Habib or something. I feel like that would be like, okay, well, I beat Connor. You have to give me that kind of money. Like, right. fuck you. I That's should be paid more than him. Like, I've been here club. longer. Yeah. Exactly. So, God. Yeah. So we're going with the two upsets. We hope they happen. I hope they happen. Um, dude, imagine if Tony is a sacrifice to the violence gods to actually give it to Nate. Like if Tony if Tony loses, I'd be like, well, this actually bodes well for Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, should be a good uh night of fights coming up. Uh as always, you can follow me at Leo GH2113 uh on Instagram and Twitter. You can also send me an email. Gmail. Yeah, you can send me the email at Gmail. And uh Juice, please, if you would do the honors of thanking our lovely, lovely patrons. Yeah. Yes. The vocal fry. The vocal fry. Shout out to APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T Cross, Fee, Dave L, Jimmy the Drunk, Mix the Man, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Brian Pichet, Dave, aka Nobby Buckles, Super Manly Nick. David S, D Crons, Harry Andrew, Cakes, QAR, and Dash. You gotta love it. What thank, a great list of people, yo. Thank you all for listening. Thank you thank all for watching Lord. us. Uh, you can follow Juice at Friendly Sparpod or at Burner. Mm, burner, yeah, Burner.gov. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, follow me at Burner.gov. <laughs> Okay. I'm just gonna put the handle for my burner as mm-hmm. the um the title of the episode.
He's like, what's that? Oh, yeah. No, I won't. He won't. He likes his burner too much. I do. I do. I do. I love it. What do you do I, on um, your burner anyway? Burn stuff? 